Welcome back to Kevin 27 World. It shows Kevin 27 back with another fire episode. And today we have episode five of This Is Cinema. Yes, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. We have a good episode. Triple header, by the way. We got Killers of the Flower Moon. We got The Burial. And now we're going to kill them with five nights at Freddy's. So let's go ahead and get into it. I will say before we start, make sure you follow your boy at Kevin27World on Instagram and on X, even though Disney was hating on your boy and took my video down, but it's all right. It's all good. Uh, we'll try again next week, you know, uh, whatever. But anyways, uh, let's go and let's get into these movies. And we're going to start off the first one with Killers of the Flower Moon. So you already know the format we do. 10-minute increments, 10 minutes. Let's go. Put me on the clock, and we will start with Mr. Martin Scorsese. Now start the timer and go. Killers of the Flower Moon is a 2023 American Western crime drama film. It's based on the 2017 book Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI by David Grant. The film is directed by Mr. This is Cinema himself, Martin Scorsese, and co-written by Eric Roth. The film is about the suspicious murders of members of the Osage Nation in the 1920s Oklahoma. The Osage people became, or actually the Osage became some of the richest people in the world after oil was discovered. The murders became known as the Reign of Terror, and Leonardo DiCaprio played Ernest Burkhart, Robert De Niro as William King Hale, Lily Gladstone as Molly Kyle, or Molly Kyle. And um, honestly, bro, this movie was amazing. You got 93% on the tomato meter. You got 85% on the audience score. I mean, either or, it's, it's pretty similar. I mean, I have no problem with a 93% or an 85%. To me, this movie was incredible. Three hours, 27 minutes, closer to three hours and 10 minutes if you take off the credits. And honestly, I'm glad I don't have a kid bladder like a lot of you have because this movie was worth every minute. Honestly, action-packed for a movie with not much action in it. Lots of great dialogue. The directing was, I mean, bro, Martin Scorsese does not miss. And the directing on this film, the cuts, the in and out of the sequences, the breaks, the suspense. Honestly, it was a lot of that in this uh, film. And to be honest with you, it could sneak. It, it, it might sneak in my top 10. Yo, this top 10 that I'm going to do this year, it's going to like round out to the end of the year. The official top 10 It's going to be a hard one because honestly, a lot of movies that I'm seeing are great this year. And this was one of them. Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, the man can act his ass off. What 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 else can you say? He acts his ass off, and it's not even fair. Honestly, it's not even funny the way he acts so well. I mean, you could take the Revenant. You could take, uh, you could take Titanic. You could take uh, what what's what's another good one? Uh, Django and bro, he's just a different character every time. It's never. I never feel like. Leonardo DiCaprio is playing 
the same person ever. You know what I mean? I never feel like he's playing the same one. Same with Catch Me If You Can or Wolf of Wall Street. To me, he's always a different character. And you got to love it. This is why we love Leo. That's This is why I was like, bro, I'm going to see this movie. And I would see it on my birthday. Three and a half hours out of my birthday, yo. Yo, my lady, she was mad. She watched, she was watching it. Well, I don't think she was mad, but she kind of was like, damn, I wish we would have like, you know, waited for streaming. I, I didn't have any problem with it because I really thought the movie was good. And honestly, movies like this, I love because I had no idea about this story. I mean, some of the killings in this movie was brutal, right? So the old Sage family, a bunch of natives, right? And they was being called Indians and they was calling themselves Indians in the movie. So I don't know. I don't know what's politically correct. So I'll just say the Indians in the movie. Uh, they was really on some shit. Like they really had that bread. Like when is when a sister, I, I think Anna, when she died, her life insurance was like one hundred and five thousand dollars. And then when I Googled it, like what, what what's that for today's money? It was like one point five million. So these people, they had bread, like, you know, they had big bread, obviously, with the whole oil stuff. And um, Robert De Niro, let's talk about him. He was another, he, another priceless gem. The man is late 70s, still killing it, still killing it, clearly on the screen and in the bedroom. You know what I mean? I mean, yo, Robert De Niro is another one who's just a timeless actor. And, um, you know, shit, sometimes that's when I'd be like, yo, CGI could be useful. <laughs> I'm not seeing the actors, man. Like when I was a kid, bro, they're not, they're not showing out. Like when I, when I was a kid, bro, like the actors that were like the greats, like, like, you know, like these days, shit, the great, I, it's, I really, it's not really a lot of young, like great blockbuster type of actors. Like, I can't think of any young actor right now other than Jonathan Majors that could get me to go get to watch one of his movies, his or hers movies, just on the based on the merit of their acting. But a Robert De Niro, a, a, a Tom Cruise, uh, um, Will Smith was in that bucket for me. But I ain't gonna lie, man, the last few years. The last, I'll say the last few movies, man. Will Smith been having bad movies, bro. Like, I don't know why he's not picking these movies like Leo. Like, to me, they right there, and he's not picking those movies like Leo does. Like, Leo, he's picking great movies, like, with a lot of great depth, you know, a lot of room for acting. And uh, to me, Will Smith hasn't done that. He needs to get back to that, you know, like, on his seven-pound shit, you know, but... uh. Not too much on Will Smith. Not too much on Will Smith. But back to the movie, man, because we under four minutes. Uh, honestly, bro, it was is that it was actually disturbing, you know, to know that this guy, uh, which was uh, Ernest Burkhart, really infiltrated, and you know, all of these white men, because this is pretty much what the movie is about. All of these white men were infiltrating these Indian women. And marrying them and then getting them killed, like for the insurance money. Like, that's what this movie was about. And it was kind of crazy. Like, and I it was, and it wasn't even just the 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 ladies, it was like it was some dudes 
that they was killing like that uh what's his name um uh, that William Hale that he had insured and was getting killed it was some disgusting shit you know and to even see at the end like the William King Hill got like five or six years uh Ernest Burkhardt this motherfucker blew up his sister's house his sister-in-law with her husband in it blew up their house yo when they picked her up back of her head like bro the back of her head was it was crazy the back of her head was gone you didn't see no brains just whole back of the head was just gone it was wild bro so i'm like yo like to see that shit you know he had a part in that and he was helping getting all these people killed injecting his wife his wife had diabetes and he was injecting her with insulin but instead of just the insulin he was putting poison in there to try and kill her faster like it's just it's crazy shit and to even think the mom which was an older lady she was dying and on her deathbed she was like all of you are marrying white men like i don't like it you need to keep the blood pure you know what i mean and all of these sisters that was with white men yo they all was getting killed because the white men's was like really out there on some fuck shit it was wild bro like and i didn't know I'm telling you, it's certain people. I don't need to see a trailer. Uh, I don't need to know anything about it. I seen Martin Scorsese, Leo, Rob De Niro. I was like, I'm going to see the movie. Like, that's what I'm going to see. So I didn't even know this was a true story. I didn't know what this movie was about. And while I'm watching it unfold, I'm like, bro, this shit is disgusting. I am appalled. Y'all was out here really killing these young ladies, shooting them in the head. Just no care whatsoever for human life no regard it was utterly pitiful disgusting you know what i mean uh if i was if i was native i already was like Ugh. if i was like a native bro i would have been in there cringing i probably like because when you think about like this it's like when black people a lot of black people why we don't like watching slave movies because you know you'd be like yo that's my people you know what i mean and when you see this happen with the Osage tribe, clearly, I mean, this was a true story. So you will be looking like, bro, this is what was happening to my people. And then they pretty much got away with it. How the hell did Ernest Burkhart get pardoned? What did he need? a? What did he get pardoned for? What, what do you need a pardon for? You were trying to kill your wife. You blew your wife's sister's home up. You set up another murder. Like, that was white privilege going wild. Ah, and it was the 1920s, early hunt, 100 years ago. You know what I mean? So you already know, man. Especially when it was like, oh, it was the Negroes. You know what just happened to Tulsa because this was in Oklahoma. And this was like right after the whole Tulsa stuff happened. And they was like, oh, they won't get back for what happened to them. Like, oh, time's up. Time's up. Um. Uh, Honestly, the movie was good, and I highly recommend it. I would give it a solid 8 out of 10 because only thing that's bad about the movie is it was just so long. It was so long, and it was like it was certain things. I was like, well, you could have cut that down just a little bit, like when they was dancing at the party or whatever. But other than that, man, this movie was super fire, and um, I highly recommend it. So I give it an 8 out of 10. Highly recommend to go see. 
And uh, we will move on to the next one. Um, actually, I don't know what this made at the box office. Let's actually see. Uh, it grossed $55 million worldwide. And the film grows thirty million in the United States. Um, oh, this is an Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Oh yeah, it's pretty much a flop. And you know what's going on, man, with the with the whole actor strike, not being able to promote all that bullshit. So yeah, we're gonna move on to the next one, and we got the burial on the docket. Let's get to it. Okay. Let's start the timer now. So The Burial is a 2023 legal drama inspired by true events. It's about a small business owner who sues a large corporation that's trying to put him out of business. The film stars Tommy Lee Jones as Jerry O'Keefe, a funeral home owner in Alabama, Jamie Foxx as Willie E. Gary, a Florida lawyer. In the film, O'Keefe hires Gary to help him save his family business after a handshake deal goes sour. O'Keefe wins the lawsuit against a multinational corporation. The film is rated R for language. Uh, who cares about all of that? And this film debuted 91% on the tomato meter and 83% on the audience score. Guys know how I feel about that. When it's that close, it's kind of the same. So it's not really to ride with anyone. But uh, yeah, man, honestly, this movie was fire. Jamie Foxx, so glad Jamie Foxx was able to make it out of the slums that he made it out of, you know, with his sickness and whatnot. You know, my man's out here living his best life, going to McDonald's with white women. What more can you ask for, man? My man's got good health, good money, a white woman on his side, elite milk. You can't ask for more if you're Jamie Foxx. And you putting out bangers, man. When you're talking about what happened to uh or who cloned Tyrone, banger and the barrier. Now, the only thing that disgusts me about this is Jamie Foxx to me still should be one of those actors that's big time enough for these types of movies to be in theaters. I don't understand why. I can't really remember the last time Jamie Foxx had a movie in theaters. He's been doing a lot of streaming movies. I still think. I think the last movie he had in the theaters was, uh, what was that shit? Oh, a matter of fact, I think Spider-Man No Way Home. So that was a couple years ago. Yeah, I feel like The Burial, this movie was good enough to, I would have watched this in theaters. It was really good. Uh, I love a good legal courtroom drama. Uh, I've been loving them ever since I watched probably Liar Liar as a kid. You know, you love, I mean, that was a comedy a legal comedy, but it's still, you know, the whole courtroom dynamic is good. Legally blonde. Like, bro, I, I, I love that type of shit. So, uh, Ooh, I love that type of shit. So I, I really, uh, damn, that messed my thing up. Uh, I love that type of stuff. So I really like this movie. Uh, the comedy was really good. The and I'm gonna keep it real. I love to see uh, a black like black shit when they like in power. He, he had a firm of black lawyers. You know what I mean? And honestly, it started off bad. It has, bro. When he was in that courtroom and he put Mr. O'Keefe on the stand, which was uh, 
which was uh, Tommy Lee Davidson. I was like, oh, he about to get washed. I'm like, you don't put the client on a stand. I'm like, he about to get washed. And what happened? Yo, Journey Smollett, because she was in this movie. Y'all know Journey, bro. She fucking killed this movie. And yo, she was eating him up on the stand. Especially when she told dude like, oh, you just jealous because he got his dad's company and he turned into a billion dollar company and you got your dad's company and you barely scraping by. I was like, God dang. She was out here dropping ether, dropping clues, bombs. It was crazy. And then when she put the other dude on the stand and she was like, oh, so she's talking all this about good guys and he's not racist. Well, your granddad was a Klansman. Your granddad was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Will you denounce your granddad right here on the stand? He wouldn't denounce his granddad. Oh, my God, bro. I was in there going crazy. Well, I was at home going crazy and I was watching it. I thought it was really, I thought it was, I thought it was dope. So uh, I I thought it was really good. Uh, Yeah, that was a really good movie. Um, So the thing that was crazy was the plot twist, right? When they actually figured out something about the dude that they was, um, because I forget, I watched this movie a couple weeks ago. I kind of forget what 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 it was i think it was it was either something racist or it proved that the dude was doing shicey shit and they told him he was like uh he was going to settle for 100 million dollars or it was something like that and um mr o'keefe he turned it down he was like nah cuz you know how i go if you're going to settle for that then you could you could give me more cuz you know you wrong if you're going to settle for a hundred million, then you know you're wrong. And yeah, man, they went to court. Dude was found guilty and had to pay like, I think like $300 million or something. It was something crazy. I think at the end, they ended up going back and figuring out uh, that he, or not figuring out, but he won on an appeal. So he didn't actually have to pay the whole thing. It was closer to like 150 million, but still he had to pay that man a lot of money, man. So that was hella cool. And especially considering the, the background of the lawyer, right? Uh, Gary E. Williams, E. Gary, or was it Gary E. Williams? I feel like uh, when you talk about the background of the lawyer, uh, he, he never had lost the case. And so he was looking bad in this case because he was like a, I think a, a injury lawyer, and this was like going against corporations. So it was his first time doing it, and he was fumbling bad. Like he fumbled so bad, he got demoted. You know, because he was lead attorney on the case, he got demoted. You know, and um, a lot of his staff quit, walked out on him. You know, went back to Florida. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was crazy, and honestly. The only thing that really uh I really didn't like, if I'm being real, the, the other guy that was in the movie, uh, he was the one who really solved the case. Um I forget his name. Let me try to go to it real quick. Uh yeah, uh Mamudu, he was Hall Dawkins. He's the one who actually solved the case or figured out the loopholes or whatever to where that dude won his shit. So that was the only thing I really didn't like. 
I feel like they should have shined a little more light on him and still I get it. Uh, the character that Jamie Foxx is playing. I mean, it's Jamie Foxx, but I mean, he didn't really do shit in the case. Like he, he fumbled the case hella bad. So I really did not like how they was like acting like he was the man and shit. But other than that, I mean, the movie, the movie was really good. I mean, it was very funny as funny as you can get, you know, for that type of legal drama. But it was it was really good, man. It was well put together, well written. I felt like, I mean, it's kind of hard to mess. To me, it shouldn't be that hard to mess up true stories. That's good. Like, and especially with that, because I was like, oh, shit. Look like he's about to fail miserably, you know, it's not looking good for him. And, um, yeah, it wasn't looking good for him. And, uh, yeah, that shit was bad. It was bad. But uh, it is what it is, man. I really enjoyed this movie. And I actually recommend you to go watch it. It's on Prime. I think it's on Hulu as well. I'm not, I think it was a Prime, a Prime exclusive, though, if I'm not mistaken. That was really good. So you should go watch it. Uh, what would I rate it? Um, I, I honestly, I'll probably give it a solid, a solid eight. Solid eight out of ten. You know, I was very surprised. You know, this took place in like the mid nineties. You know, something like that. I think this was going on while the OJ trial was going on. So whether that was early nineties or mid nineties, I'm not sure. But it was really good. You know, and uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know what? I'm just glad to see Tommy Lee, man. It's, like I said, some of the OGs, man, they still out here kicking. Still out here getting it in, so you love to see it, man. I, I really enjoyed that shit. Um, if you've seen it, how do you guys feel about the burial? You think it was a good legal drama? I really do. And uh, again, Jamie Foxx, man, he's just a gem. Glad he's still here. Glad he's still kicking, you know, because that would have been messed up, man. I had lost Jamie. Oh, man. Man. Shit. So I, I really like that. Uh, we coming down. We about 20 seconds left. We could go ahead and end this because I'm grasping for straws right now. But I would highly recommend, like I said, 8 out of 10. And um, Journey Smollett, fucking gym. She's a gym. Uh, along with uh, Momato. He, he actually had a movie or a TV show on Netflix that got canceled. I'm like, fuck, man. That's why I hate watching Netflix shit. Oh, there we go. We at the end. All right, we out of here. We on to the next one, which is Five Nights at Freddy's. Let me pull that up real quick. Hold up. Okay, we got Five Nights at Freddy's on the docket. Let's go start the timer now. So, Five Nights at Freddy's is a 2023 American horror film based on the video game franchise of the same name. The film is about a security guard who starts working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. On his first night, he realizes that something nefarious is happening at the abandoned theme restaurant. The film is rated PG-13 for strong, violent content, language, and bloody images. It has a running time of one hour and 50 minutes. And the film was adapted by three co-writer series creator Scott Cawthon, director Emma... Tammy and Scott Cut Kuback Cuddyback. Uh and John Hudgeson stars as the security guard. 
which I don't have his name, but whatever. And let's get this. Five Nights at Freddy's is 25% on the tomato meter, 85% on the audience score. So that's one where it's like, where do I fall in, in that? And I'd probably say I fall in between. It's because you know how it is. It's like what 85% of people that want to go see it like it. So it's not like in this official score, but that's how I, you know, rate these. That's how I grade them. And yeah, man, the movie, it was solid. You know, um, I actually fell asleep the first time I watched it. I had to watch it again. It was solid. Was it great? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. The writing was okay. The acting was okay. Um, so yeah, but it wasn't like a 25%. Like it wasn't dog shit bad. You know, it was a cool movie. To me, the movie was very dumbed down because obviously this is a kid's movie, even though it's disguised as PG-13. But bro, like I was watching this with my nieces. They know all they knew all of the characters. They know everything about it. So clearly this is a child's movie. You know what I mean? So it's not like it was a. It was very in-depth or they really tried hard, like everything you could see coming. Like when he gets to the person, which was a uh, uh what's what's my man's name who played uh Scooby-Doo? Guy who played Scooby-Doo or Shaggy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, was Matthew Lillard. Yeah. His character was in the movie. And bro, as soon as he got on the screen, I was like, he's going to be the big bad guy at the end. And I hate, like, I don't like being right about movies. I really hate that shit. And that was just way too predictable. Like, oh, you didn't have a job for him. You were shitting on him so bad. Like, he was like, when a dude came in, he was like, you can't keep a job. And then when he seen his last name, clearly he knew that he was the one who killed his little brother. So he just go go ahead and just like, oh, yeah, I got a place for you to work. Oh, you can work at this place. What is that? It's only at night, though. Come on, man. And then that same motherfucking place, the, the, the cop, she comes in and instantly she just gives all vibes like, she is just going to fuck everything up. Like, seriously. The cop was just so predictable, dead giveaway. It was just like, like, because soon as she come in, she like, oh, let me show you around. Let me do this. Let me do that. Oh, well, you won't be working here long. Oh, she just kept saying a little slick shit. And I was like, girl, you're annoying as hell. What do you know? What do you know? You know what I mean? And clearly she knew that the anim the animals 
was possessed or whatever the hell they had going on in there. It is what it is. I thought it was whatever. Um, the movie was cool. I like the dynamic because you never really see this too much. Uh, older brother, younger sister relationship where like the older brother is actually taking care of the younger sister, you know, uh, because a lot of people like you would assume it's like a father daughter thing. That's kind of what I thought when I seen the trailer. No, this was actually brother sister dynamic. So that was cool. You know, uh, typical mess up. You know, but uh, still trying to do right by his daughter. Clearly got PTSD because his brother was kidnapped, and that's how the the uh, the the movie stars. He's like chasing a dude because he yoked up his kid. You know, when your kid being bad as hell, and you yoke him I'm like get your little ass over here. He thought he was getting kidnapped, but this is because he thought the little kid was getting kidnapped, and he chased him down. And instead of asking questions or anything, he just started beating the shit out of the dude. Like, that's not how you do that, sir. Clearly got it, lost his job, probably got arrested or whatever the hell, you know, um, because of his PTSD with his brother. And uh, that was another thing I thought was hella funny because I'm like, if you just be somebody as a security guard and you get fired, they you probably not going to get another security guard job. And they gave him another security guard job, which was highly predictable, was like, oh, yeah, you know something wrong here. You know something is wrong here. As far as the whole um, possessed animal tronic things, it was cool. Um, it wasn't really that creepy, to be honest. I guess because they like it's like looking at Chuck E. Cheese and his little his little crew. So I'm looking at it and I'm just like, mm, like it's not that intimidating to me. You know what I mean? So I was just like, eh, it is what it is. You know, but. What else is new? You know, I'm critical. Like, I thought it was I thought it was a good film, but I thought it was matter of fact, I thought it was an OK film, not so much as a good film. And of course, here comes the daughter. Oh, if you bring that little girl back here, I'll shoot you myself. I'll kill you myself. And I'm like, bro, you already knew that these were bad animatronics animatronics like. And y'all over here, and, and that was another thing I thought was crazy. Like, if that little girl come and she playing with the damn animatronics and they're acting like they're alive, how are y'all not weirded out by this? Like, I would be tripping. Like, I'm like, oh, hell no, we leaving. Let's go. We out of here right now. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. That was a little, that was that was cutting a little, a little weird, you know? I don't know about that one. Uh... So yeah, that shit was that shit was kind of crazy. Um that was kind of crazy. Uh I'm not sure how I felt about this movie, you know. Um I felt like it could have been way it should have been I felt like it should have been a little scarier, but then again, you can't make it rated R. You know what I mean? You can't make it rated R because it's for children, so the most you could do is PG-13. So I kind of feel like with a lot of these scary movies, you kind of you really got to make it scary or bloody and gory, you know, and it was neither of that. So it was cool. You know, did I enjoy myself? I believe so. I really felt like it was cool. I wasn't mad when I was watching it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't watching it disappointed. Like, oh, my God, this movie's so terrible. Like, no, I watched it. I thought it was good. 
you know, and uh, I would go see it. Or I Well, no, would I watch it again? Probably not. I already watched it twice because I fell asleep on it. So I probably would not watch this again, to be honest with you. Um, I'm so glad they put it on Peacock because this I, – I probably wouldn't have been mad watching it in the theaters, but it's definitely not a movie that is uh, theater-worthy, if I should say that. You know, it was cool, you know, and this is coming from a guy who's seen – um. Uh, what was that bad movie I seen this year? Uh, uh, Expendables. You know what I'm saying? Expendables four. I actually seen that, and this was, this was kind of on. It was a little better than Expendables four, you know. But um, it was a, it was a little trippy. But some of the shit was getting repetitive. Like when he kept going to sleep, and he's trying to find a brother. And man, get that weak ass shit out of here, man. That shit was boo boo. So uh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it's uh, a 25%, you know, but is it like a 50, 60? I'll probably be up in there. I'll probably say, if I'm going to keep it so real, I'll say it's a 5.5 out of 10, you know. Maybe it's 6 if I'm being generous. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. But other than that, this movie was, it was cool, you know. It's not anything to write home about, you know. It was, you know, it was all right. You know, something to watch on a Friday night, you know, with the kiddos, you know, especially because the kids are all into it. I mean, my niece, my older niece, she gave it a seven out of 10. So clearly, you know, and this is some shit that she liked. So this is what they like. They This is what they into. So, yeah, it was cool. That's my time. You know, it was, it was OK. Um, but yes, I gave it a five out of five and a half out of ten. Six, if I'm being nice, if you want to if you want to put a gun to my head and say you can't pick 0.5s, I give it a 6 out of 10. It was it was cool. It was smooth. Uh, it was good enough for me to want to watch it again after I fell asleep. So I give it that, okay? So that was another episode of This Is Cinema, Episode 5. Make sure you stay tuned because we will be doing a Marvel News, or actually, I'm going to be doing my Spider-Man 2 review. I'm actually doing that tonight. I'm about to go to the store, get some beer, come back setting everything up and uh yeah so make sure you are stay tuned i'm gonna upload it on this channel so the people listening on my apple podcast people you might want to just go over to youtube and watch it or if you want to listen because i'm going to be talking but i'm gonna be doing gameplay as well because this you know i gotta get my you know critiques to the game so yeah make sure you stand and stay tuned for the spider-man review and then i will be doing a marvel news show i told you i'm off this week we super active, okay? Uh, that's been another episode of This Is Cinema, episode five. Believe until you make believers. It shows Kevin 27.